Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Well, 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 hallelujah, and thank you, Jesus. I am just so grateful to God that, again, here we are another Wednesday night, and God has been good. I don't know about anybody else, but he's been good to me. He has been good to me. He has been blessing me beyond measure. So I am, like, elated with how good God has been to me. I am celebrating hallelujah and thank you, Jesus. Tonight, we're going to continue our study in this series considered, we call it Shine, and when the Bible talks about let your light so shine, um, that men and women, boys and girls can see your good works and then bring glory to God, that shine, we are breaking this thing down and, and explaining what it is to shine. Now, to shine, again, is letting God's light shine through you. And we do that through, one, sharing, and that deals a lot with what you say. But tonight we're going to deal with HELP, H-E-L-P. We're going to break that down as an acronym and deal with HELP. When you help, you shine. So we're going to look at this area of, of this larger series, SHINE, and we're breaking it down into smaller parts, SHARE, and now we're going to look at help. And tonight we're going to start with help. Let's pray. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, we thank you, we praise you, we bless your name for being such an awesome God. We pray right now in the name of Jesus that you have your way in the midst of this Bible study. Do it, God, to your glory. So we thank you, we praise you, and we bless your name for your will being done in our lives. And we thank you, God. We embrace your will in our lives. And we pray right now in the name of Jesus that you use us to your glory even tonight, that we might draw closer to you, that we might know you even the more, and that we truly might let our light so shine. Help us to understand what helps do in this world. So we thank you in Jesus' name. Have your way in Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. Amen, amen, and amen. So this first area that we're going to look at is hand. When we look at help, the first area is going to be hand. So when we say hand, we're talking about hands that are willing to help. Hands that are willing to help. And when, it, when we start looking at hands, you're talking about hands that heal, Hands, the same hand that heals wounds, the hand that touches, the hand that shakes, the hand that labors. This, listen, it's the same hand that's intimate, but it's that same hand that fights. It's the same hand that's very, very sensitive, but that same hand can be rough. It can be sensitive in its operation, but it also can be rough. So these hands, these versatile hands, these varieties of things that it can do, 
These are the Listen, this body is what we use in order to help other folks. The Bible says in Romans chapter 12, verse number 13, and I'm looking at the Bible in basic English. The Bible in basic English. And I told you I got this new website I want to share with you. It's called Knowing Jesus. And in the Knowing Jesus uh, website, it gives you a lot of different translations. So this one is called Bible in the in basic English. Help me, Holy Ghost. Giving to watch this. Giving to the needs of the saints. Ready to take people into your house. So when we start talking about hands, we're talking about actions. We're talking about you doing things that's going to enlighten folks around you to the love of God. You've got to understand that God loves us so much. And he loves us so much, and he demonstrated his love through what he did. And that's what we're supposed to do. In Romans chapter 15, verse number 1, Romans chapter 15, verse number 1, it says, and this is, watch this, an understandable version. An understandable version. Hallelujah. An understandable version. Here we go. Romans, Romans chapter 15, verse number 1. Now, those who... Those of us who are strong, I'm talking spiritually, should put up with or help the failings of, that's the ones that are spiritually weak, and not simply do what pleases ourselves. So we've talked about it before, but this is a time where you find yourself putting you on the back burner, putting yourself on the back burner, and putting somebody else first. And this is the same scripture when we read it in the King James. It says, uh, they that bear their infirmities. Hold on, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to punch it up on in this uh, Knowing Jesus translation. That was Romans 15, and we're going to look at verse number 1. Now, watch this. It says, We then that are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak and not to please ourselves. In that that understandable version, it says, now those who are strong spiritually should put up with or help the failings of spiritually weak people and not simply do what pleases us. So, again, when you start to do, listen, at your core, you've got to have in your mind that, guess what? This is about helping them. This is because they're weak. This is not putting my agenda first, but putting their agenda first. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Now, it says here in Colossians chapter 3, verse 23, Amplified. This is one of my favorite, the Amplified version of the Bible. It says, Whatever you do, whatever your task may be, work from the soul. That is, put in your very best effort as something done for the Lord and not for men. 
So when we do it, again, sometimes you find folks doing things and they're working with their hands, but they're doing it half-heartedly. They're not doing it as if they're doing it unto the Lord. Colossians chapter 3. And we're looking at not only 23, but also 24. Now, in this Knowing Jesus uh, website, it's, it's just like the Bible Hub. You only look at one verse at a time. But it does have the arrow where you can click this and, and move it from side to side. Colossians chapter 3, verse number 1. Listen to this. This is the New American Standard Bible. Whatever you do, do your work heartily as for the Lord rather than for men. Do it heartily. Do it whole. In the, in the International Standard Version, it says wholeheartedly. Do it with everything you got. So when you do it, don't do it like, oh, I'm doing this for these homeless people. Oh, I'm, I'm in this soup kitchen feeding them. I don't need to feed them. They need to be working. No, no, no. When you do it, do it as unto the Lord. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Now watch this. It says here, verse number 24, it says, knowing with all certainty that it is from the Lord, it is from the Lord, not from men, that you will receive the inheritance, the inheritance which is your greatest reward. It is the Lord Christ whom it is the Lord Christ whom you actually serve. So this is a way of looking at it. Now again, some folks would get caught up with doing it, knowing, listen, I'm doing it actually for the reward. And that's why you got to understand that God knows our intent. So the reason that you're doing I'm doing it, I'm not trying to help my fellow man. I'm trying to get my reward. The blessing is, I, I, don't, I don't worry about when this blessing is coming. I don't worry about how God is going to multiply the blessing towards me. My major concern is that I help this other person. That's my major concern. And, and listen, when it comes to helping people, you got to remember, this is an example that God gave me. It says, you got to remember like your parents used to tell you when you went in the store, and they said, listen, when we go in this store, don't touch nothing. Don't touch nothing in this store. Why? Because they knew that there were some things in the store that are delicate, and that if you touch them, you might break them. Listen, folks, that's what we've got to do. That's what we've got to do with folks that are in this world. Sometimes we're handling some very delicate people and not knowing that they're delicate. And what winds up happening is that we break them. And, 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 and if you remember the other thing, somebody probably already said it, the other thing that the parents used to say, they said, listen, because I can't pay for this stuff that you break. I don't want you to break something that's so costly. I hope you hear me. That's so costly that you damage it. Listen, and the price that we have to pay in order to repair it is a great cost. All right? 
So we're working with our hands. We're helping other people. This next area is our ears. When you punch H-E, H-E, we're just spelling out help. When we look at E, we're looking at ears. And when you look at ears, listen, you're starting to deal with, I said listen, and guess what? We're dealing with listening. There's many marriages right now that's in trouble. Why? Because folks won't listen. Children in trouble because they won't listen. People lose their job. Why? Because they will not listen. There's folks that could get a better relationship with God, but they don't have that relationship. Why? Because they don't listen. They don't even listen to God. In order, Listen, in order for you to be better and effective in every area of your life, I don't care what it is, you've got to develop a, a, a pattern, a habit, a practice of listening. You've got to listen. And this, listen, this is how we move forward. This is how we really are effective because you're not, you're not supposed to be going to everybody. You've got to listen to God. When you get there, listen, you've got to be able to hear what's going on in their life. The Bible says in James chapter 1, verse number 19, understand this, my beloved brethren, let every man be quick to hear, a ready listener, slow to speak. Thank you, Holy Ghost slow to take offense and to get angry but you got to be quick to listen listen to what they're saying i tell all married couples this when we start to deal with the marriage and 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 there and we get into that area of communication the 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 key is to hear first seek to understand where they're coming from before you seek to be understood I'm telling you, it revolutionizes your communication skills. It revolutionizes it. When you seek to understand where this other person is coming from, the main thing that we always want to say, do you understand what I'm saying? Do you understand what I'm saying? That's our major. That's our major thing that we're trying to get for, get across, is what am, are, are you understanding what I'm saying? If Listen, if you listen, you can hear their heart. If you listen, you can hear their heart. If you listen, you can hear their hurt. If you listen, you can hear their pain. The key is, are you listening? You can hear the sorrow. Sometimes that sorrow that's coming up, you can hear it. Sometimes, watch this, we're too busy Checking out our arsenal of comebacks. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Sometimes that's what we're doing. When they're talking, you're thinking about the arsenal of comebacks that you could come up with when they were, when, as soon as they start talking. Listen, you cannot hear them. Because in your mind, oh, as soon as they finish, I'm going to let loose with X, Y, Z. I'm going to tell them about themselves. I'm going to do uh, whatever it takes to, again, push my point. You're too busy trying to come up with what you're going to respond with. And they many times, they don't need your mouth. They need your hands. They need your ears. They need you listening. Sometimes there is no response. We talked about it before. It's so very powerful in this thing called Christianity that you learn to listen. 
Learn to activate your ears. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Learn to activate your ears. And when you activate your ears, listen, hold on a second. I'm going to look that same that same James chapter. Here we go. James chapter 1, verse 19, right? Right. All right, and search. James chapter 1, verse number 19. Now watch this. I'm going to read it out of Swift to hear. This is the Anderson New Testament. Bible basic English. In the Anderson, it says swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to, slow to wrath. Bible in basic English, it says here, but let every man be quick in hearing. Slow in words. Slow in getting angry. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Let everyone be eager to hear. That's the Daniel Mack New Testament. All right? Another one, where was it? Quick to hear, swift to hear, quick to hear. Here we go. Listen to this. Be sure of that. Be sure of that, my beloved brethren. Let everyone be quick to listen, slow to talk, slow to be angry. For human anger does not promote divine righteousness. What God is trying to accomplish does not happen by you getting angry. And most of the time when we don't want to hear, what is it? The next thing you know, we're getting upset. And you're letting your emotions get involved. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later. It says, knowing with all certainty that it is from the Lord, not for, from men, that you will receive the inheritance, which is your greatest reward. It is the Lord Christ who you actually serve. Thank you, Lord. Okay, and that's number two, that's number one. Thank you, God. Now watch this. So now we move on to this next area. So you got H, that's hands. Then you have E, that's ears. L, that's love. Now, every time you turn around, love is going to be coming in the mix. Why? Because you've got to, it's like in many of the little box foods, you always got to add water. In many of the principles, practices in the Bible, thank you, God, you've got to have love. Love has got to be in the midst. Love, watch this, that you're willing to share. We're not talking about lust love. We're not talking about lust love because lust love is what's gotten us in trouble. Love at first sight. Love at first sight normally is not a soul connection. It's not a heart connection. It's a sight. It's built on sight. I see you. I like what I see. So I say I love you. It's not a feeling good kind of love. It's not a sensitive, excuse me, kind of love. Not, listen, not words, thank you, Holy Ghost, but actions. 
It's not words, but it's actions. It's actually a demonstration of your love. Many folks talk about, I love you, but guess what? They really don't love you. If they love you, they'll be like, God, what is it? John three sixteen. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. If they really love you, they do. Do you love me? Then show me. Do you love me? Then show me. Do you love me? Then show me. How are you going to love your enemy and you can't love me? And I haven't done anything to you. How are you going to love your enemy? The Bible says to love your enemies. We're talking about agape, this real love. This is real love. That's agape love. God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Love that's not, watch this, love that's not about me getting satisfied. If I don't get satisfied, that means you don't love me. The teenagers used to play the game with each other. If you love me, you will have sex with me. That's showing your love. If you love me. Love that's not about me getting satisfied. I'm talking sacrificial love. Where I'm, watch this, where I'm on the giving end. This is the love that God is talking about. This is the love that comes out when you're helping somebody, when you're listening. If you love them, you'll listen. If you love them, you listen. You're not conjuring up. You're not getting your arsenal of, of replies, your arsenal of comebacks. Thank you, Holy Ghost. You are concerned about them. Above all, 1 Peter chapter 4, verse number 8, Amplified version, version, it says, Above all things, have intense and unfailing love for one another. For love covers a multitude of sin. And when it talks about love covering a multitude of sin, let me tell you something. This is where forgiveness comes in. Where love covers a multitude of sin, listen, you forgive folks for the wrong that they've done, and you're able to extend the help to them. Some folks, they're helping folks, but they're grudgingly helping them. They're angrily helping them. They still are vindictive about what's going on in between the two of them. This is forgiving, watch this, and disregards for the offense. Disregard. Listen, the Lord has blessed me so much. I have forgiven folks, and to the point where they start to, uh, again, almost go into an abusive uh, mode with me again. Why? Because I have totally released them, and they know it. So now they start to be more, listen, they start to, again, think, hey, I can abuse you. I can mistreat you. I don't, I don't owe you nothing. Why? Because they feel from me I have totally released them. And that's when you know that you have mastered forgiveness. You have mastered the disregard for the offense. You have mastered it because now this person, and where you got to say, Lord, keep them. Lord, protect them. I'm not, uh, I'm not stupid enough to go back into the same situation again. The key is that, dear Lord, my prayer is, Lord, please forgive them. Please help them. Keep them in the midst of this. Why? Because now they're getting ready to be in danger of the offense of the one who forgiven them. Don't think of yourself. Watch this. Don't think yourself where you're in service where you're an usher or you're a deacon, and then that's enough somehow to get you into heaven. 
because I, I, I'm a usher or because I'm a deacon or because I'm the pastor. And I love those, those TV shows or those movies that they put out where the pastor is the one that does not go to heaven, where, where the, the church is raptured and the pastor is the one that's left behind. Why? Because he had the mindset, I'm the pastor. Because I preached, because other souls were saved under my ministry, then I know I'm going to heaven. No, no, no. It's, listen, it's going to be your work. It's your, it's your obedience. Do I get to heaven by my works? No. You got to look at that pie chart, and God put this thing together. Yes, you got to accept him as your Lord and Savior. Yes, you got to be baptized. And yes, you got to be obedient to what he's asking you to do. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Luke chapter 6, verse 27 to 36. I'm not reading them all. I'm not reading them all. I'm going to summarize on some of them. But watch this. It says here, Luke chapter 20, Luke chapter 26. Luke chapter 6, verse 27 through 36, you can read it in the Amplified, but it says here, But I say to you who hear, who hear me, pay attention to my words. Pay attention to my words. Love that is unselfishly seeks the best or higher good for your enemies. And I know right now I'm going to have to look, I'm going to look this one up. Here, and I'm going to stick here. I'm going to stay here in this knowing Jesus. I said Luke chapter 6. Oh, that's going to be hard in there. Nope, I got to do it in the, I've got to do it in the Bible gateway. Passage look up. I'm going to look this one up in the Bible Gateway, and then I'm going to look it up in multiple translations. Click there. Okay. And now we're going to look up Luke, and we're going to look at chapter 6. All right. And I'm going to put, no, I'm going to pull up those verses, 27 to 36. Help me, Holy Ghost. 27 to 36. Okay. Now, watch this. That was the Amplified. This is the modern English version. It says, but I say unto you who hear, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. And this is what I wanted to bring that in so you could, when, when it's breaking it down in the Amplified, sometimes it chunks it out and then it defines uh, certain portions of it and it may be a little harder to understand. But I say unto you who hear, who hear me, Pay attention to my words. Love, that is, unselfishly seek the best or higher good for your enemies. Thank you, Holy Ghost. That, that, that flowed a little bit better that time. Thank you. It says, but I say to you who hear, me and pay attention to my words. Love, that is, unselfishly seek the best or higher good for your enemies. Now, again, it, it, it may be one of those situations where you say, you know what, uh, there's certain parts of the Bible that I take, and there's certain other parts of the Bible I don't take. This is one of those ones I choose not to take. This is a part of your obedience. It's better than sacrifice. So I understand that they're causing tension in your life. The Bible says love them. I'll never forget the story of um, David. 
when after he slept with Bathsheba and God said what was going to happen in his family and all hell started breaking loose in his family. And the next thing you know, Absalom is going after his kingdom. He's going after the kingdom of David. He's trying to be the king. And, and next thing you know, there's a war between Absalom and the folks who are serving him and King David. Well, lo and behold, uh, long story short, David's men wind up killing a lot of the men that were with Absalom and killing Absalom. However, David grieved. I'm telling you, he grieved for Absalom. But hold on. Why are you crying for Absalom? He was trying to take your kingdom, and he was trying to kill you. David knew, for one, that this was brought about as something that God put in place that was going to happen in his life and in his family's life. And what he said was, this is my son. So no matter what happened, thank you, Holy Ghost, no matter what happened, that's still my son. Now, his soldiers got upset with him because when, when, when this whole thing broke out and they finally killed Absalom, who was trying to kill King David, David grieved so much. He said, the the soldiers came back and said, we were victorious and we were happy that we won, but you're bringing us down because you're so sad. That's how our heart's got to be for the loss. That's how our heart has got to be. When you see love, love what we see as our enemies. Why? Because you don't know how this came about. You don't know how this person became uh, at odds with you. So that's one of the things we have to do. Here we go. First Corinthians, First Corinthians chapter 13, we're looking at the easy-to-read version of the Bible. And before I do that, let me make sure, bless those who curse you. Okay, and that's why, that's why I said down through 36. That's good reading for you. We're going to move on to First Corinthians chapter 13, easy to read, because I really, I really want to dig into this. And, wow. Where am I supposed to be? Okay, cool. I'm not supposed to be there until 8.15, so I'm good. Thank you, God. All right, I'm trying to time this thing out because it was a lot more material than I normally have. So it says here, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, easy to read version. Now, again, when we start looking at uh, chapter 13 of 1 Corinthians, you know that's the love chapter. And the Bible says I don't care whether you can speak with different languages, whether you speak, uh, whether it's like a human or angelic, but if you don't have love, you ain't nothing, you're doing nothing but making a bunch of noise. It says a ringing symbol, a noisy bell or a ringing symbol. If you have the gift of prophecy, and some folks, again, they, 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 they pride themselves on that God has called them to be a prophet. Or God has called them to be an evangelist. Listen, if you have that, but you don't have love, if you've got understanding of secrets and you don't have love, all of this means nothing. You've got all of this great understanding, but it means nothing if you don't have love. You can have faith that you can move mountains, and guess what? If you don't have love, it don't mean nothing. You can give away everything. To other folks, even give your body to be burnt as an offering. But I gain nothing by doing all this if I don't have love. 
Can we move slow? We're going to move a little bit slower. It says here, love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not jealous. You Listen, you've got to be able to take your own survey. Did you do that out of jealousy? Love does not brag. Love is not proud. Did you do that because you're puffed up? Love is not rude. Love is not selfish. Love, watch this. And it cannot be made angry easily. You've seen folks that fire off. They got a short fuse. Oh, yeah, I got a short fuse. They boast about it. Love cannot be made angry easily. Love does not remember the wrong that other. Listen, the Lord delivers. When you talk about God delivering, God delivered me from that one. Boy, I could remember what you did wrong and bring it up. Now, hallelujah, forget it, leave it alone, don't write it down, don't write it on the tables of your heart, don't remember it. Why? Because it's going to cause problems for you. It does not remember wrong. Listen, love never, love is never happy when others do wrong, but it is always happy with the truth. Love never gives up on people. It never stops trusting never loses hope, and never quits. That's why when folks call me to do something and they say, well, Pastor, we need you to pray, or Pastor, we need you to coach with this person or counsel with this person, and then they start to they start to, to, to teeter and totter back and forth, and, they, and they, they see me, and when they see me, I'm still the exact same way. Why? Because that's the way God has created me. That's the way he has programmed me. They guess, no, 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 I'm not giving up. It's not over. I don't care what it takes. I'm not giving up until it's over, until God says it's over. Love will never end. But all those gifts will come to an end. The prophecy will come to an end. Speaking in different tongues will come to an end. The, the gift of knowledge will come to an end. All of that will come to an end. But guess what? Love will still be there. Love is patient. Love doesn't mind waiting. Now let me tell you something. When it comes to you loving, and this is why when you help, when you, thank you, Holy Ghost, when you put your hand to this and say that you're about it, you don't give up. You got to wait. God will teach. Let me tell you something. When you go through patience training 101, 102, 103, and it continues as long as you're in this earth suit, patience training will continue. And patience, let me tell you, we lose our mind when it comes to being patient. God is working this thing out. And listen, when it comes to us seeing it, he's working it out. When it comes to God, it's worked out. It's done. It's a done deal. He's already done it. Amen? Amen. It's already worked out. So love is patient. Love is not jealous. 
Love does not brag. Why do you keep talking about the things that, listen, when we put our hand to do this, when we listen and see that this person has need of this, so we put H, hands, E, ears, now we're putting the love into it. Listen, you do not boast about it. You, You don't brag about it. It shouldn't make your chest. Listen, your heart ought to break for the situation that they're in, and you ought to rejoice all at the same time. Your heart is breaking, and you're helping them. But then, listen, the next thing you know, you are in a position, thank you, Jesus, where you're celebrating because God did not allow you to be there. They needed you. They needed you, and you were there. But you did not boast about it. You did not brag about it. It's not rude. It's not selfish. And let me tell you something. If a person tells you that was rude, hey, can you take them ears? Can you take them at their word? For them, it was rude. And again, out my mouth, I apologize. I'm sorry. I didn't mean for that to happen. I didn't mean for, I didn't mean to be rude to you. That's how we've got to be. It's not about you. It's not about how you thought, what you thought about it. Are you listening to what they're saying? No, you hurt my feelings. No, that bothered me. No, you shouldn't have told me. You shouldn't have said that to me. And the way that you said it, it hurt my feelings. You cannot be so proudful that you cannot, again, show love. And And the attributes of love, nobody, who, who memorizes it? Who memorizes these? Who memorizes it in order for you to put it in place? Yes, that job description, you want to memorize it. The things that you're supposed to do step by step. Why? I want to make sure that I do everything that I want to, that I have to do in this particular occupation. Why? Because I don't want to lose my job. If I lose my job, then guess what? I can't have my car. I can't live in my house. Well, with this, you got to understand, this is your relationship with God. You're going to spend more time with God than you spend on this earth, and I don't care if you live to be 150. Okay? Love never gives up. And at times, come on, be honest, at times you want to give up. At times you want to give up. But you're not going to give up. Why? Because I got love inside of me. I don't have it as one of my scriptures, but you know what? God is love. God is love. All right? Amen. Amen. Keep it moving. Now, so what did we do? We had hands. We had ears. We had love. And now, here's the focus. This is the target. You're going to take your hands. Good God Almighty. Thank you, Lord. You're going to take your hands, you're going to take your ears, you're going to take this love, and you're going to direct it at what? People. H-E-L-P. This thing called shine. Thank you, Holy Ghost. This thing called shine is all about people. It's, I know, it's all about God. Come on, come on, bring it in. It's all about God, but it's all about God ministering to people. It's all about him using you as his hands. It's all about him using you as his ears. It's all about him sharing his love through you. To, to who? To people. Now, can I talk to you for a minute? Because the problem we have, immediately when it comes to love, your enemies 
we got biases, partialities, intolerance. I ain't dealing with that. Folks will say it out their mouth. They're a Christian. How are you going to say you're a Christian and say what you're not going to deal with? If God says you got to deal with it, you got to deal with it. They got a thing in the army, in the military, they call it a dishonorable discharge. Why? You did something that, no, we don't stand that in the military. That's not honorable. You're getting discharged. Discrimination. I'm going to love this person. Oh, my goodness, she is so cute. Can I help you? Yeah, because you're cute. Can I help you? Oh, my goodness, she is so ugly. That that particular person is to you. She's ugly. To to you, he's ugly. I don't want to help him. I want to help that fine man over there. <laughs> I want to I want to I want to help him. Why? Because he's fine. We discriminate. Unfairness, unequality, prejudice. It's that's all it is. You can group it all under prejudices. They say 11 o'clock or 12 o'clock Sunday morning is the most prejudiced time, segregated. Thank you, Holy Ghost. The segregated time because we got likes and dislikes. Witnessing. You're going out witnessing. You're trying to be effective in witnessing. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Effective in witnessing. And guess what? You can't minister to them because that person is not the kind of person that you like. Likes and dislikes. Now, I told you Sunday, those um, at Mount Enon, I told them, bring home your, your daily bread because I was going to use it. Now, actually, these, these supportive pages were for love, and I had slid it, and I put my stand on top of it, and I missed it. So I'm just going to go back, and I'm going to mention on Friday, October the 13th, there was a portion of it that dealt with down at the bottom. It deals with in your daily bread, and if you have a daily bread, you can you can come along with us. But in the daily bread, and what I'm doing is with this thing called shine, there's going to be a portion when it comes to what we say and what we do that deals with you ministering to other people. Pick that daily bread up and be able to utilize it as a ministry tool, as a witnessing tool. Down at the bottom of page, not a page number, but October the 13th, it says, God sees our pride, our anger, our lack of love for others, but he also knows who we, who we are in Christ. He calls us justified and reconciled. That's Romans 5, 9 and 10. He forgives, forgiven, holy, and beloved. So he calls us justified and reconciled. He calls us forgiven, holy, and beloved. That's Colossians chapter 2, chapter um, verse number 13, and chapter 3, verse number 12. Chosen and faithful. This is what he calls us. Remember how God sees you and seek to let that define you, who you are. Let that define who you are. So when it comes to us dealing with folks, you got to know who you are, whose you are, and understand this is God, again, calling us his beloved. Same thing if you flip over October the 14th. Again, that was another example. Now what we do, we minister 
through the daily bread, and you again pull these stories out to again minister to somebody to help them. All right, and and I, I also I had highlighted the um, the one on the fifteenth as well because all of them on in, on the thirteenth it dealt with the beloved. That's what God calls us. On the fourteenth it dealt with um, the the young lady went over uh, her sister's house and her daughter didn't want to go to sleep and uh, and when she was getting ready to go to bed she says well can my auntie hold me and when she was holding her it says it reminded me what it looks like to love and to be loved I think sometimes we forget that our faith journey is one of learning to experience love that's when I was dealing with love God loved God love, God's love more fully than we can imagine. That's Ephesians chapter 3, verse number 18. Ephesians chapter 3, verse number 18. So again, I was dealing with that thing called love, but I'm also dealing with it when it comes to us and who we ex- express our love to, how we express it. Again, we're drawing these conclusions based on people's height, their weight, their eyes, their hair, their skin. And I'm not talking just the color of their skin, the texture of their skin. If they got blemishes, guess what? We don't want them if their skin is rough. We want somebody with smooth skin. Their height. Listen, I believe some women missed out on the man that they were supposed to have. Why? Because he's not the height that they want. I want a man that's taller than me. And I've seen some folks that have a fantastic marriage, and guess what? The, the man is shorter than the woman. Now, it's it's normal to see men taller than women, but to have the woman taller than the man in the relationship, they we look at that as odd. But guess what? That was the man for you. That was the man that was going to love you. But we, when it comes to us giving to people our love, when it comes to listening and hearing unbiasedly, then guess what? We We got these prejudices. Can we go a little deeper? It's the way people dress sometimes. The way they dress. The car they driving. I I can't date him. He's got a car that's three different colors, and I'm not talking about by design. He's got his right door, passenger door, is one color. His driver's side door is a different color. The trunk of his car is a different color. I can't, we have, this is, I'm talking, we get deep. Not knowing that, guess what? You did not want to help that person or you didn't want to interact with that person because of these prejudices and not know that was the best person for you. The community that they live in. Listen, we've got to get to the point, thank you, Holy Ghost, that we are willing to die for people. No, no, no. I'm not talking physically because I know I blew some folks away right there. Not talking physically. I'm talking mentally. When I talk about dying mentally, that's putting all your little idiosyncrasies in your mind, your ways of thinking aside. Let that die. Emotionally, again, you go off the 
off the deep end over certain things and you get emotional. You've got to let that. we got to have folks that we're willing to die for and let your emotions die. Let that psychological makeup that you have, let that thing die. And that's how it is. For us, we've got to be willing to die. And listen, when it comes to who we're going to love and who we're going to help, who we're going to share with, no one has to tell you to love yourself because we can handle that ourselves. God don't even have to tell you to love yourself. But when you started asking, when it comes to the commandments, what are the, the commandments? You got these ten commandments. You sum them up into two. And that second commandment, everybody knows the first one, love God with everything that's in you. But number two, love your neighbor as yourself. See, he ain't got to tell you to love you, but he does have to tell you to love your neighbor. Thou shalt love your fellow man as thou lovest thyself. There's no other greater, no other greater commandments than these. Love God and love your neighbor. When you love your neighbor, that's people. The target is people. Love others as well as you love yourself. That's the Message Bible translation of Mark chapter 12, verse number 31. Love others as well as, I'm telling you, can, can you really know? of a person that you love the way you love you. <laughs> yeah, I got the pause right there. You got to think about that thing. Somebody outside that you love the way you love you, that you go out of your way, and I'm telling you, that's, that's love other people 101, 102, 203, 301. You get deep when you start loving, where you go out of your way to help somebody else. Oh, yeah, you want somebody going out of your way to help you. But do you do it for someone else? Do not plan to harm your neighbor. This is what the Bible says. Do not plan to harm your neighbor when he's living peaceably beside you. Don't plan to harm them because things don't, don't go the way you want them to. He doesn't, do, he doesn't cut his grass. He, he sprays water on your car when he washes his car. He leaves grass clippings in front of your yard from his mower and then blows it off his, his sidewalk but don't blow it off yours. Proverbs chapter 14, verse number 21. Proverbs chapter 14, verse number 21. Thank you, Holy Ghost. It says, he who despises his neighbor sins. No, this is why you got to study to show yourself approved. You got to take your time and you got to meditate and get this deep into you. He who despises his neighbor sins. Now, this is amplified, so now it's going to give the definition. Against God, his fellow man. And himself. That's in brackets. That's how the Amplified breaks it down. So you understand. He who despises his neighbor sins. Against, against who? Against God. Against who? Against his fellow man. Against who? Against himself. Don't, don't look at pastor. Look, look at the Amplified version. This is what it's saying. This particular text means. But happy. Break it down. Blessed and fortunate 
is he who is kind and merciful to the poor. Excuse me. Blessed. This person is happy and fortunate when you find yourself helping the poor. This is what's supposed to be happening. You're supposed to be working. So when you put all of this together, you are going after folks. But when you go after them, you've got your heart in the right position. When the Bible says set your affections, listen, God, I'm aiming to please you. And by pleasing you, I'm asking you, help me to help those who are unhelpable in my mind. I'm going to spend these last few moments talking about this story. Sunday, and, and the, the example was so very powerful when I was leaving, dropping Jordan off over there at Springdale. I was riding down the road, and I saw a man walking his dog in the bike lane. And it didn't dawn on me until after I got a little bit past it, past him, I said, wow, that's, that's kind of unfair to the dog. The dog can't smell the grass. He can't mark his little area. You know how they, when they smell the grass, they may smell um, another dog has been there, so they mark that area. He's in, he's on the street, just walking beside you. Now, yeah, you're getting your exercise, but the dog it's it's unfair to the dog. Matter of fact, he was in the bike lane. If anybody came up behind him, they would have to ring their bell or excuse me, sir, because he's in the bike lane. It was unfair to the dog, and it's unfair to the bikers. Hold on, Pastor. Why are you doing all this talking about dogs? Because you know what? I've seen some folks, maybe not that man, but they treat their dog better than they treat people. I've seen some folks treat the dog better than they treat their family members. The way they go out of their way, the way they excuse the dog, the dog pooped in the house. But they forgive the dog quickly. The dog chewed on the $1,000 couch. And they're able to laugh it off with the dog. Can, can we go a little deeper? I've seen some folks that treat the dog better than they treat their mate. They list, they they rub the dog, they pet, they they comfort the dog. They make sure the dog gets fed right on time. They check on the dog. The dog barking. They want to find out what's going on. Matter of fact, they're not looking why the dog barking of who's out there. They want to make sure that nothing don't happen to my dog. I want to help people. I want my heart bent towards people. No prejudice, no bias. When God sends them to me or sends me to them or just allow our paths to cross, I want to help them. 
I want to be that person that takes my hand because they're trying to get over the fence. They're trying to get over the wall. They're trying to accomplish whatever they're trying to accomplish. I'm, I want to be that person that takes my hand and say, put your foot in my hand and let me help you get to where you want to be. Hold on a second. Their foot in your hand, I want to help them. If that's not enough, if, that's, if they say it doesn't, it makes me feel uncomfortable to put my foot in your hand, it's too wobbly, it's too shaky, then let me kneel down and put my knee up. And when I put my knee up, you stand on my knee and use my knee as a ladder to get to where you need to be. What am I saying? I'm saying that if it's going to inconvenience me, I'll be inconvenienced. This is what we When it comes to us helping, when it comes to our hands, when it comes to our ears, and when it comes to our love, and when it comes to us targeting these people, if I've got to bend down on all fours, because my knee wasn't stable enough for you. If I've got to make it stable for you, I got to be in a position where I love you that much, where I'm listening to you, and I'm able to help you get to where you need to be. Stand on my back and use my back as the ladder to push you over to get to wherever you need to be. And for some folks, they say, well, Pastor, that's you. That's not me. It's about whatever I got to go through, whether it's mental, it's not about me. If it's psychological, if I got to go through a little something dealing with this, it's, and let me tell you something, the more you ask God to be saturated in his presence, the more you ask God to be all that you can be in him, the more you will experience these kind of folks, folks that need your help, but it's going to take you giving up something. Somebody say, good God Almighty. It's going to take you giving up something. It's going to take you sacrificing. That it's not really about you getting paid. It's not about you getting laid. It's not about you getting ahead. It's about other people. This thing called shine is powerful. And when it comes to this breakdown, I think it's so very powerful. It's what's coming out of your mouth. And it's what you're doing. This area called help. Who are you helping? When is the last time you can record in your mind, wow, I really went out of my way to help this stranger. Or I really went out of my way to help this person that did me wrong. I, I mean, I literally show love to an enemy. Okay, okay, you do have one. You wrote one down. You got one written on the table of your mind. At this point in your life, as long as you've been a Christian, you should have a list. Matter of fact, at this point, it should be, you know what? I can't even remember. It's been so many people where I actually helped them. Wow. Powerful, 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 powerful. I love it. I'm thanking God for the series. Uh, I'm going to continue to do this. Um, please use that daily bread. Go out of your way. 
be ready. I heard a testimony from a young man yesterday, and, I, and I'm going to share it at some point. Um, but, again, he was in a position where he really needed help. But then he found somebody else that was right there with him, and they needed help. And it didn't go to a point of physical. It went to the point of spiritual. This person, when it comes to us shining, the reason we do what we do is because we want somebody to thank you, Holy Ghost. We want somebody to see God in us. We want somebody to see God in us. It may not be through what you say. It may not be the Romans road. It may be the kindness of your hand. It may be the listening of your ear. It may be the love that you share to somebody that would be considered undeserving. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Father, we thank you. We praise you. We bless your name. We honor you for being such an awesome God. You have blessed us tremendously, and we thank you. We thank you for being our God. Father, have your way in our lives. Help us to help others. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Thanks to God. God willing, I'll talk to you next week. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.